Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to The Great Show. This is John Allen, the only one asking the tough questions like, who let the dogs out? Who moved my cheese? And what number am I thinking of right now? 42. I'm Jeremy Young, and I'm conceding the presidency of the United States. Despite vigorous write-in campaign, I think it's best for the unity of America for all of my supporters to accept the results of the election. Jeremy, let did me I guess say, right? What's that? Did I guess right? Uh, you did not. Uh. It was actually seven. Uh, and for some reason, I was staring very intently at the microphone on my desk when I said that part about what number am I thinking right now. My microphone <laughs> didn't know either, but it was seven. So you, you had a multiple with seven, so you were close. There you go. Let me say, Jeremy, I, I noticed, and maybe it's just because of how I deal with words and statements and things, but I noticed that you said vigorous write-in campaign. Uh, right. So does that mean that there was like one person that vigorously wrote in your name, or I, I, I believe aware? I believe that I had at least at least one vigorous write-in. Yes. All right. All right. Well, I'm, I, I'm I hoping it was a vigorous write-in. So. People people have been eager to know who I voted for. I think they people that know me realize that I've people that know me and have listened to me know that I've wrestled with what to do in this election. And I I don't know if vigorous is the word, but I did write your name in. Uh, no, so, I, I appreciate that. I, uh, we, I was going to vigorously, vigorously write my name in as well, and then they actually informed us that, that they don't count those here at all, and they actually had Daryl Castle on the uh, ballot, so I went ahead and voted for him. But uh, There were a lot more people on the ballot than I expected. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was I was surprised by it. there were people I'd never even heard of. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, it was. And and I waited. I I will say this, Jeremy. When I actually got to, I don't think you can even call it a booth. Once I got to my portion of the tabletop that was separated by various cardboard dividers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I really did think about voting uh, for. Gary Johnson in hopes that maybe it would make it easier for a libertarian in the future to get on the ballot. And, of course, then I remembered, well, no, there's a reason that you weren't supporting Gary Johnson to begin with, and so I <laughs> stuck with right. my original plan of writing you in. Uh, so I did. But it's, 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 it's sad. Jeremy, I know this hurts you, and it's going to hurt for a long time uh, to have yeah. to concede the election. But... but- well, I, I, I've, I've conceded, we and, and, and we, need, we need to move forward with rebuilding this country, uh, getting back to, to what matters, the issues. So, and then I can get back to working now then, uh, you know, for the great show without worrying about the election hanging over me. So. That's true. I know, I'm sure you were thinking about your cabinet 
and what dishes to put in your cabinet. Yeah, um, so. most of them were going to be uh, uh, styrofoam <laughs> because I'm anti-environment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have taken I've taken to the practice recently, Jeremy, that when the situation calls for it, and it's a person that I can do this and get away with it. Uh, I, I've I've started preemptively calling myself all these hateful labels that other people would want to put on me. Yeah. For the point being that once you've come out and said it, even though it's obviously a joke and it's not true, but it's very disarming. Yeah. So when you come out and say, well, I'm anti-environment, it's kind of, where do they go from there? Uh, so <laughs> it has a disarming effect. Yeah. I do it in fun. But I have told people, yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a racist, sexist bigot, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about. <laughs> they don't know what to do with it. Uh, so <clears throat> anyhow, and and of course that that's really anyhow. Let's just move <laughs> on from there. I I don't think I have to explain that those things aren't true. That was the whole point of this. But let's move on. Uh, I understand you have a, a rant or some sort of uh, literary goodness to bring our way. I, I do, I do. Uh, you know, we just had uh, Halloween, and there were a lot of scary movies that were on television, and and uh, you know, they, they they came to my mind as we entered into the election season, and then the result of the election has brought about um, a, a lot of problems across the nation, as you know, and so I'd like to just take a moment and and, and sort of address that, and uh, for those who are fans of of horror flicks, you might notice that I I work a few in uh, on on a small rant here. Um, I realize that for many people across America, the political presidential race was one of shock, and maybe horror would best describe uh, this situation. It was like Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, mankind loses. However, in truth, the country has some who are in true fear of the dark. The eye of Big Brother is no longer liberal, and they believe that the country has reached its final destination. This nightmare on Elm Street, or Wall Street as it may be, uh, especially Wall Street, the sequel, I was, uh, uh, it, it was going to play out no matter who won, but watching the ultra-liberals meltdown is very interesting to me. I get that uh, people may not like the president-elect, but uh, you know, the dawn of the dead is not coming upon us. Things could be worse. We don't have tornadoes that are picking up sharks and terrifying this country with only Ian Ziering to save us. The devil's rejects uh, were out again last night calling to impeach Trump. I, I know a lot of people probably have seen that in the, the news. Notice they only come out at night like Dracula. Uh, most are millennials who, like children of the corn, are busy with the uh, the scream of impeachment or the octothorpe, he's not my president. And they think that microaggressions was the equivalent of saying Candyman in the mirror three times. The descent into mania by these protesters is the final destination of the fourth kind. Uh, it's a result of living in the fog of political correctness. The grudge they now harbor will not purge Hannibal from the position of power. The host of people angry about the DNC's country, uh, DNC's treatment of Bernie Sanders isn't going to change anything. Yes, you sent your note to them. I know what you did last summer. 
but it won't change the insidious results of making it, I mean, Hillary, the worst candidate ever. So it has uh, time, it's come to, to be uh, time to accept the truth. Even if it gives you the desire to saw off a limb and move to Canada, some of the, the, the ultra-liberal celebrities have, have claimed they're going to do. Listen, this is what happens in elections. Sometimes your person wins, and sometimes the others do. We don't have to live in a scary movie and shudder. We don't have to head for the hills because Silent Hill won't be so serene because, as we all know, the hills have eyes. And if anything, the shining showed us is that getting away to Sleepy Hollow won't help anyone stay alive in the dreamscape of reality. The thing is done. The vacancy in the White House has been filled, and hopefully all of this white noise by protesters will fade away. If you feel like we have been taken uh, or that we've taken a wrong turn as a country, Get involved and properly inform yourself and be active next time. But until then, wait and see how the president-elect does. The holidays are coming up, and there's no need for Black Christmas. It's not going to be a silent night, deadly night. I'm not worried about Santa's sleigh. The idea that an American psycho is in the White House is overblown. So instead, hug your families, prepare yourself for the future, and just as with any president-elect, Wait and see if he turns out to be a good president or the Amityville horror that everyone is afraid that he will be. For me, I stopped uh, being terrified a long time ago. I'm at peace with whatever happens because I've seen the worst, and I don't believe Van Helsing presidency is going to take place, mainly because Hugh Jackman is nowhere to be found in Washington, D.C. And that's my take. When you said you've seen the worst, I was imagining you watching Hugh Jackman films. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost didn't go with Hugh Jackman. I, was, I, I mean, Van Helsing. I almost went with uh, with uh, a proper horror flick, which is uh, Kate and Leopold. But uh, some people call it a romantic comedy, not me. Uh, <laughs> can, we, can we circle back to one thing you said in there? What's and that? you actually, I think you actually did refer to Hillary Clinton as the worst candidate ever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and when you think about approval ratings and all that kind of thing, these two really, I mean, by by at least that metric, these two really were like the worst candidates we've ever had. Apparently, oh, yeah. based on approval, because am I misremembering? But my understanding is the reports were that nobody had ever won the presidency with approval ratings as low as either one of these. Right. They were so both going like, to say yeah, you, you did it. You beat the odds, but, you know, your yeah. opponent was right there it, with you. It, it was a race to the bottom, and it was, and the worst candidate was going to be flushed out. And, and in this case, it, it was it was Hillary. And, and the key for – I think the key for him happened whenever – whenever he, in those last couple of weeks, just sort of shut up and got off Twitter and stopped, you know, stopped, you know, with some of his things and allowed the, uh, you know, the scandals to finally take the forefront, you know, uh, and I think, I think the smartest thing he did, and, and, and incidentally, I've been, I've been impressed with him uh, in his first couple of days as president-elect because, you know what he hasn't been doing? He hasn't been tweeting. 
he's actually been working because he's he's busy trying to work on the transition and he's gotten right to work. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean, I'm glad well, to see that. Uh, you, I, <laughs> yeah, I did see a tweet this morning, but it was a Veterans Day. You know, thanks to our veterans, uh, right? Kind of, but but beyond that, perfectly appropriate, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm with you. I think so far he's doing a really good job of, uh, uh, you know, there's no gloating. He's been at least putting on the – he's either yeah. being humble or he's put on the facade of being humble. Uh, any, so anyhow, um, and, and like you said, we've really just got to wait and see. You and I both agree that he wasn't our choice. You already said you didn't vote for him. I told you I didn't vote for him. Um, we were embraced either way. Yeah, uh, and and I will say I do think that there's a better possibility for the country with four years of a Trump presidency as opposed to four years of a Hillary Clinton presidency. Right. But uh, at the same time, that doesn't mean that we're here with the illusion that Trump is Mr. Wonderful or anything. No, uh, every, no. Everybody knows Mr. Wonderful is that guy on Shark Tank, right? So <laughs> that's right. But Kevin is it? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, speaking of Shark Tank, how do you think Mark Cuban is feeling today? Um, uh, is he one of the ones that said that he might leave the country? I'm trying to remember what how he how I he, don't uh, recall. If so, then that makes a recent tweet of his more interesting uh, because he tweeted recently that he was an American first always and. Uh, what at first I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but the idea was he was an American and he was going to be here, so maybe he was one that had threatened to go to Canada, uh, and and I know we're getting a little bit out of turn here with what we're talking about, but let me hit on that for a second. Uh, not in a hey Canada, how are you? But in a <laughs> let's talk about this threat of moving to Canada, which you know I don't have a big deal with people doing the whole, well, we're going to go to Canada, because that's been going on in this country for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has. So that's not a huge deal to me. And at the same time, it's really not surprising at all that all of these people that were threatening to go to Canada, move to Canada, they're not going to do it. Nope. They're not. I, I, nope. I would be surprised if any of them do. I certainly don't expect all of them to. It was, it was threat. It was... Uh, it's interesting, Jeremy. I'm going to be talking with with some folks about manipulation uh, soon, and and that's a that was a manipulation kind of tactic. You know, the idea is, well, if you don't, if I don't get my way, I'm going to go to Canada, so I better get my way. And <laughs> you know, of course, after the election, there are some people that are waiting to see about moving, and it would have been the same way the other direction because there were some conservatives that said if Hillary was elected, they were going to go to Canada and. So the left would yeah. be doing the same thing if Hillary had won. They'd be saying, okay, well, let's see it. Back it up. What, what, uh, what's your money where is, you know, most of them live in either New York or or, or uh, California, and quite frankly, that's pretty much another planet compared to where the rest of the country lives anyway. And I think uh, the election bore that out, didn't it? You look at the yeah. map, and what do yep. you have? The blue states are the ones that are already progressive, and the blue parts of states are tend to be the ones that are liberal you know, already. Exactly. So yeah, and that's that's really what it comes down to. And uh, and, and I don't, you know, whenever I, I was listening to the people in, in in California throw their hissy fits over 
over yeah. this, uh, and I, and I thought to myself, you know, they're talking about you know wanting to become their own you know country. They want to be, you know, what a part of me says, let them go. If you you know if you cut if you cut California loose, um, quite frankly, uh, I don't think a liberal Democrat ever gets reelected. Uh, because they just lost 55 guaranteed votes that they get. Uh, I mean, if you take away the 55 uh, California votes from the last several elections, Democrats don't get in. So uh, uh, it it changes everything. And, and, you know, people have been encouraging (laughs) California to go their own way for a while. You know, that's not a new argument either. I, I have a friend who mentioned the other day, he said, you know, a few weeks back, I suggested uh, letting California go, and I got called a bigot. He said, and now, he's like, apparently I'm a trendsetter, because all these liberals are talking about seceding from the, from the nation now. Well, what's hilarious is they're not going to, uh, people don't realize, but, you know, where they where they legalized uh, pot for, um, not medicinal, but just for recreational yeah. use. Um okay. If they it, listen, they're not going to. Four years from now, they'll have even lower voter turnout. Um, they'll have less people who are interested because they're going to be too busy, you know, stoned out of their minds out there to care about what's going on across the rest of the country. So yeah, that might well, that might very well be. Uh, so, you know, we're 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 hearing all this, and and we've just mentioned that this is back and forth, these these arguments. And I've said before about politics that you can know when an argument is just politics if the argument stays the same but the people making it changes. Uh, and we see that happen a lot. I think you're going to see Democrats in, in Washington, for example, all of a sudden become really, really interested in the Constitution, whereas for the past eight years they haven't been terribly interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's one of those deals. And this is it, too. You know, the argument, I'm moving to Canada, that's not a new argument. It's just who's making the argument. And the same with California getting away from the country. That's not new. It's just the people that are making it. So, you know, you've got the, I guess I'll use the word whining. Uh, but if we're mature, we really need to wise up and see this for what it is. And it is whining and throwing fits and that sort of thing. And we really shouldn't want to be guided by that or driven by that. Right, uh, right. We were talking before the show, Jeremy, a lot of this, these protests, to me, seem to be self-inflicted. And what I mean by that is the left did such a good job of, of portraying Trump as just a monster. Again, I'm not saying he's a, he's a great guy. And we've already said <laughs> we didn't vote for him. <laughs> right. But, you know, there was hyperbole there. But you've got these people that bought the hyperbole that comes with a, with a, with a presidential election, and now the guy won, and so yeah, they're terrified. But it's it's at least to a degree, it's self inflicted. Um, so uh, I, I'm go ahead. Yeah, I, I liken it. I liken it to the um, you know the breaking point. You know uh, when when President Obama was elected. He w- he came in with a great deal of goodwill. I mean, really yeah. did. I mean, uh, he he got a, a massive amount of the vote, uh, and not just just you know, minorities. He got a large amount of the white vote. Um, there were a lot of people who who bought into the idea of open change. Um, they gave him 
you know, a lot of trust. Uh, the first two years he spent on uh, a lot of spending and 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 shovel ready jobs that never happened. Uh, he spent on uh, on getting Obamacare set up, but it wasn't implemented until after he was reelected the second time around, and the the price tag finally came due those last three years, basically. And and that's that's something that I think people finally saw with with the increases. I think that sort of hit people. Then you had all this, you know, pushing of extra liberal agenda. Um, people are already a little worried about it because of of his constant apologizing and fear of calling out certain enemies for what they are, uh, but very quickly to condemn gun owners, whereas he didn't want to say Islamic terrorists, but he was very quick to, you know, you know, go after everybody who ever owned a gun as being somehow evil. So, so you you had this rhetoric. He came in with goodwill, and he turned. He really polarized the country. Um, people yes. need to recognize that. And and then when this election came about, it was it became very clear during the Republican primary that people weren't interested in listening to actual solutions. They were interested in the guy who was going to say the things that they were feeling. Um, whether he could do them or not, and that was Trump, and and that's how he won the, the Republican. I now I was shocked that he was that he was able to win the general election that way, but but again, when you push people so far, you know, eventually they you know the the average hardworking American who doesn't have time to waste going out and protesting over every time something doesn't go their way. Uh, yeah. They they made their voices heard at the ballot box, um, and that's honestly the best place to make your voice heard. I don't I, like I said I, I I I would have rather they have chosen a better candidate in the primary, but nevertheless, in the end, I think this is a result of of eight years of liberals uh, rubbing uh, extremism in the face of a mainstream America that wasn't. You know, we they put up with it. They tolerated it to a degree. They tried to be understanding and lenient, and then finally they said, "You know what? I'm, we're not taking it anymore. You know, we don't like what our country's becoming." So, uh, and I gonna... and I I noticed that, and maybe I understand it a little better now. But it really seemed like at least the progressive portion of the left that they were really, really pushing. And like you said, I, it seems like they pushed too far and people said, you know, we, we've had enough. We see it. You know, we, we're seeing this for what it is. We're seeing the the ugly come out of people who were claiming to be loving and tolerant and all this. And I, I you're right that over eight years it went from goodwill because I think when, when the president was originally, when Obama was originally elected, even with people that did not vote for him and did not want him to be elected, I think there were still a lot of people who were willing to say, all right, well, let's let's give him a shot and let's let's appreciate the history that has happened uh, mm-hmm. and let's let's give him a shot here and see. And in eight years, that, that has dried up and it has not been uh, without reason. Um, so, 
know, I, I know there were also plenty of people that never wanted to give them a shot from day one. I realize that, and there will be plenty of people who are never going to give Donald Trump a shot as well. That's part of how life That's works. Politics. But, yeah. but to your point, I do think that there were people that saw, you know, this is our opportunity, this is our chance, and we are going to push as hard as we can. And they thought they were going to get four or eight more years of it, and they came. Let's be. I mean, they came really close. I know yeah. the electoral vote looks looks like a pretty wide gap, but when you get into some of those states and how close the race was, it yeah, this I really was, was pretty close. They almost I, I, got another four or eight years. Uh, I, I was I was party. surprised by states like Georgia. How close Georgia is normally a red state. I was surprised by how how close it. It turned out to be. I was surprised by North Carolina, um, uh, and then of course you know Pennsylvania was razor's edge, but that was the one that really uh, turned it. Um, you know, Florida was a close one, um, and uh, but 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 then you you know popular vote, um, and right now I don't think they've technically called Michigan for for Trump, but he's won. I'm pretty sure he's got still holding a thirty thousand vote lead. In our in in here in Michigan, um, yeah. I think it's the one state that they haven't officially given or certified for him yet, but that'll be 16 more in the electoral college for him. But uh, um, uh, you know, it's just honestly, it, it's um, it, if you look at the map, it's very similar to the previous maps. There's more red if you go county by county, if you go by land mass. Uh, it's only in the big cities where you have the huge – the only reason that, that, that it's close, if you take California out of the equation, you know, uh, she beat him by 2.5 million votes in California. Think about that. 2.5 million votes in one state. Yeah. She won the popular vote by, what, 100,000? Something I like think, that. It, yeah, yeah so, so she only wins the popular vote by about 100,000. If, yeah. if so, if Cal, if you take California out of the equation, then technically Trump across the country wins Dominate. by yeah. a few million votes. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, that's that's something to to consider that's as telling. well. Yeah, um, and that's why we have the electoral college so that one state can't um, completely and totally sway the rest of the their country. will on the rest. Yeah. Right. Yeah, excellent point. Uh, and I will say, because we get this argument every four years or so, too, about the Electoral College and whether it matters anymore and you know, is antiquated needs to be dumped. The more that I've studied the Constitution over the past uh, four years or so, the more I've studied into the, the founding and you know, Declaration of Independence, Constitution, and all these kinds of things, and, and the more I think about checks and balances, I see more and more wisdom in the Electoral College uh, yeah, they, and, and they, a lot of people founders don't. knew what they were doing. They did. They and, sure uh, seems to. Uh, that seems to be validated more and more as we go. All right. Um, let's see. Well, Jeremy, we're coming up. We've got a few minutes left here. Um, let, let's. I had a thought and I lost it. All right. Let's do two things. One is I'm going to mention. I told you that I had invented a new word. So let's yeah. spend a moment, a minute or two on this. I think it's time for us to introduce the word faux-test into the American vocabulary. So you yeah. can have faux-testing, you can have faux-testers. And this goes back to what we were talking about a little bit ago, and basically 
what we're talking about is we're talking about people who are uh, uh, pretending to be hurt or they're throwing a fit or they're whining, complaining. Uh, they're making it out to be a big deal when really it's not a big deal or, you know, the idea of faux is fake. So we'll go to that level of of you're not really bothered by this. Uh, you know, you're you're doing it to throw a figure. Yeah, they're using it for for an attention getting, uh, or they need to get out of their uh, their midterm exams. I still can't get over that one. You know, <laughs> yes, college is allowing that to happen. It's ridiculous. It's it's um, it's it's fake outrage. Um, they don't know what it is to to really uh, to have a, have something to truly prove. Because if you listen to these people. Yeah, faux test is probably the best way of putting it because there's no focus um, about what they're protesting. They're just yeah. out there angry, and they don't even know why. They're not. They're not even. It's funny because one one person in, in California was being interviewed on uh, CNN. Two, uh, uh, last, maybe it was last night, and Laura and I were listening to it, and uh, the the woman was yelling about how uh, uh, you know she was a Bernie person. And how she yeah. was tired of how the country, of, of, you know, how California was carrying the rest of the country uh, like a bunch of lazy bums. Um, and I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, does she understand that if she had gone with Bernie, that that's exactly what Bernie wants, is for those who are wealthy to carry those who are not. I mean, that's what socialism is. And and so you know you're sitting here and you can tell these people haven't thought through at all. It's just no. nothing but sheer emotion, and they're hysterical. I mean, yep. and I don't mean funny hysterical. I mean they've they, they've gone into to hysteria, um, yeah. and not the hit song by Def Leppard either. The uh, uh, they they just simply they have no rhyme or reason. Uh, they they spout off stuff that makes absolutely no sense. They, they, um, I don't know. It, it just, it was funny, and it wasn't just there. It was in all of these different cities. And when you listen to people, there's one guy in Chicago who was, who you could tell as he, as he was going on and on. I, I couldn't tell if he was trying to impress women to try and get a date that night. Um, the way that he, he kept saying that, oh, you know, we. You know, uh, we need you. Women need you. You know, to, to asking Hillary to not concede because she, as he kept yelling, she won the popular vote. And I'm yeah. thinking, you know, this is this is so ridiculous. And uh, this guy had to be in his 30s. He looked like a a guy who was somewhat of a a professional, by the way, in which he was dressed. Uh, you know, that he he didn't look like a complete and total, you know, yeah. bum off the street. So I'm trying to figure out what what's he thinking, you know? Because when, when he began to open his mouth, he really showed his ignorance. But that's how oh, most of these. Well, and it's back to this political correctness thing. And and you know, Jeremy, our schools aren't teaching us to think. Right. They're not doing it. They're teaching us to put feelings first. And you know, when 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 your feelings get hurt and you don't know how to cope with it. The stuff you're describing is the kind of stuff that that happens. Uh, so, or seems to me. Again, uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm about to pull a Kermit the Frog and sip on a cup of tea or something. Uh, <laughs> you, you've seen that meme. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. But yes, faux testing. That's the that's my new word. 
Can I let me mention this really quickly too? Because I saw this on the Twitter yesterday, and yes, I deliberately said the Twitter. <laughs> uh, so there were people complaining because somebody from New Balance was saying something positive about the prospect of Trump as president, and, and I guess that they thought it would be better for business, and maybe they've had some trouble. I don't know all the details on that. But and this was positive for Trump, and so a lot of people took to Twitter and started taking videos of themselves doing things like you know throwing their New Balance shoes away, uh, lighting their New Balance shoes on fire, uh, things like that. And we talked about Canada a little while ago, and I, I want to be on the record for this. I don't honestly have any problem with people throwing their own shoes away or burning them or whatever. Uh, but let's have another teachable moment here and realize if that's your property and you choose to do that with your property, that's your business. But if we want to turn these protests into the thing where now we're going after other people's property or we're going after harming other people, we've got a problem there. And I don't care whether people claim to be loving and tolerant or not. If your actions don't show that you're loving and tolerant, I'm not going to believe that you're loving and tolerant. Right. Uh, but back to that idea of the importance of property. Isn't it wonderful that we're in a country that you can have property and you can do what you want to do with it, presuming it's not hurting other people and, and hurting yourself, really? I mean, we have some safeguards against that, too. Uh, but anyhow, I, I saw that, and at first I was aggravated with it, and then I thought, well, you know what? It is their property. It is their choice. Uh, we do have uh, at least the appearance of free markets where you can choose to buy or not buy. That's fine. Go for it. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, be grateful that you can have property and you can make decisions like that and speak like that. So. You know, I, I had somebody point out that uh, I have noticed that, you know, the, the meltdowns by the, uh, the mainstream media, uh, I didn't because you know I was I was unhappy obviously because I felt like we could have had a really good uh conservative candidate that could have won obviously anyone could have, Trump proved that anybody could have beaten Hillary because basically she was such a bad candidate for so many reasons but um uh I I was frustrated because Fox News from the beginning was really in the tank for Trump and they pushed him so election night, I was not giving Sean Hannity and all of the folks at Fox News, you know, my 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 ratings. Um, instead, uh, but I didn't want to get. I really didn't want to watch the news, to be honest with you. So what happened was, is we we took the day and we went. Uh, even though I felt like garbage. I, I went out and uh, voted, and I figured I pushed myself that far. Uh, we took the girls and we went and we watched uh, Doctor Strange uh, in the theater. Uh, which is a pretty good movie, by the way. Um, uh, but uh, so we, we we watched that with the girls. When we 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 uh, got a little uh, bite to eat on the way home, picked up some like to go food, and and then we watched I think uh, uh, a movie at the house, something you know on on TV, and then the girls went to bed. And by that time, I figured they'd be calling it, and I turned it on to uh, just you know the internet real quick and saw that it was close. And began to see that that it was closer than what people were thinking it was going to be, and that there was a possibility here that Trump might actually win. And so I I kicked it on MSNBC just to watch Rachel Maddow and Chris Matthews completely melt down. 
And I'm telling you, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they were, they were, you could just see it. It was just like, uh, it's like they were watching, um, uh, uh, you know, a national tragedy unfold by the way in which they were reporting this election. And, uh, and I was, I was, that's what got me was just the, you know, supposedly these, these journalists, these people who are supposed to be, you know, anchors and neutral, um, just falling apart. Mm-hmm. Over, over the results, and as they're being called, you know, one one state after another, it's just like, you know, they have they have no idea what just happened, and uh, I I have to say, even though I did not vote for the man, did not that meltdown was <laughs> was, and watching them just go berserk and in in their minds was uh was enjoyable. I have to admit. Uh, I I just think that you know sometimes that's what it's sort of like whenever you've watched a team win for so long and then they finally lose uh, you know yeah. you know people, so uh, and especially if the team that's won has been gloating about it so they're gloating yeah, yeah their gloating came back to get them but it was fun to watch uh, that that coverage I didn't watch Fox News I imagine they were you know Sean Hannity probably was. Um, I, he's probably still on cloud nine. Uh, probably I don't know. so. Uh, I didn't watch it either. I I did hear somebody say when they were giving election. I listened to two libertarians talking about the election results, and one of them said that Sean Hannity was essentially running laps around people uh, on coverage, just you know, gloating or happy about you know, the, yeah. the, I told you so kind of stuff. Uh, so anyhow, I know that. He he sort of implied that you know how he's you know they're going to take you know revenge on the ones who didn't support him. They'll remember the ones who didn't help. And I'm thinking, really, this is not yeah, actually useful for yeah. yeah I, but I don't think that's going to happen. I I honestly, no. based on based on Trump's listen, I I don't not not a big fan of the fella, but he is now our president elect. I'll give yeah. him a chance. I think it's only fair and right. Um, and uh, and I, I I think that uh, honestly uh, from the start of this first couple of days he's been very businesslike about about what he's doing he's been very diplomatic um, if that's who we get that's a, a much better tempered um, candidate uh, I wish we had seen more of that side of him on the on the trail. But you know, I you I think you know we we've got to give him a chance. He hasn't even taken the oath. He won't take the oath of office until January. Uh, what twenty is it? Twentieth or twenty first? I can't remember now. But uh, uh, and, and let me say, I hear these people saying he's not my president, and there is a part of me that says, well, no, of course not. Not until January. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I do. I do fear for, and and. Uh, uh, and this is I hope people understand this is not in any way uh no one takes this i i I do fear someone may do something stupid like try and harm him um yes, I you know, that's uh, very so like what happened to Reagan shortly after he took office um i I'm afraid you have some sort of delusional uh so I hope that the secret service really has uh um fixed because remember in the last couple of years people got close to Obama. A number of times, and that bothered me because yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I may not agree with President Obama, but I don't want to see the man, um, you know, murdered. Uh, right. uh, that's that's you know, he he's still my he's still my president, and uh, and it's not you know that's not right. So, um, uh, you know, it, it worried me whenever you see people who actually got in, on the White House lawn and got right near the, yeah, the front got door. The door. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen with with President Trump. Uh, whenever he does take the presidency, hopefully they've because he's going to have some some extremists who are going to be out there um, doing yeah. that. And uh, and uh, you know it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how his family has to weather this storm to some degree. I'm curious how it affects his business to some degree too. But yeah. Um, but well. well you know, we'll yeah. see what happens. There's a lot of unknowns. I will say this. I am encouraged by the possibility of, or at least knowing, that we won't have an extreme liberal put on the, the Supreme Court. That yeah. that is That is a bit of a relief. It appears that way, and we can be... Yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna, for that. And now, I know there were a lot of people that voted for him for that reason. You yeah. Know, they, they didn't yeah. like it, but they decided that was... So important to them that they went that way. There yeah, is so much more we could talk about with this, Jeremy, and I'm I'm tempted to. Right. But I know if we open this up, I'm gonna we're gonna be an hour. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't mean an hour total. I mean another hour uh, yeah. <laughs> talking about some of this and thinking of you know media, uh, right. thinking of of we didn't yeah, even we can talk about, about uh, Hollywood and all these off. different things. There's so much. So much more that could be considered about how this happened and then the uh, reaction to it and how it seems to me like media and the left and, and celebrities and all uh, really yeah. helped to bring this on themselves. But I've got to just leave it at that and stop it because we are out of time. Uh, do you have a – I know we introduced a new word today. Do we have something we need to, to ban for the week? Actually, I'm, uh, it's, it's not banned. I've uh, I've got a new uh, a new segment here that I use every now and then. Uh, you have been labeled, um, and that is uh, I have labeled okay. this new generation that we have, the millennials, the most pathetic generation. You know, we we had the World War. We're losing the World War II era, and today we is, is Veterans Day, and we remember that there were there were men and, and, and women, for that matter, who volunteered and signed up and were, were at the age of 18 storming beaches um, and fighting uh, wars, uh, you know, yeah. with, with, you know, immeasurable losses. And, uh, and we look at that generation, we call them the, the greatest generation, uh, and, and rightly so. I mean, uh, the, what they did in World War II and the freedoms in which they fought for, and you see the type of people they, the grown-ups they had to become at a young age. And now we look at this current generation, and they are—they need their safe spaces. They need their—they—they need—you know—they—they—they they, they need uh, time off for midterm. So I've—you I, have been labeled, millennials, the most pathetic generation because this is pathetic go back and look at what your grandparents were doing um at at your age and look at the hardships that they endured 
and look at the fights that they put forth so that you can enjoy the privilege that you have. And stop whining and start doing. So that's my final word. I'm with you. I think that's an accurate description. So it's fun that I can talk now all I want because you said that's your final word. So Jeremy's done for the day. Uh, but <laughs> this is John Allen, and we appreciate uh, you for listening. Jeremy, it's good to have you back. I missed you a lot last week. It's good so, to be back. Welcome back. Have a good weekend. And Lord willing, we will try to do this again next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.